0: Unclaimed Bands, show
1: 135.
0: Hey, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and tonight we're coming to you from Connie's Rick Rack in the heart of South Philly.
1: Gotta love it, gotta love it.
0: And uh, with us right now, uh, our guest tonight is, uh, well, Discount Heroes.
1: Yes, yes.
0: So uh, tell us, sir, what is your name and what my, do you do in the band? My name's Ron Bauman.
2: I'm uh, the guitar player and piano player for the Discount Heroes. Do you Please. find
0: it difficult to do that simultaneously, play Can the, the piano? You I have, do that with your uh, toes? I do to have a third arm.
1: Ah. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> nice! Right. I so can only hit one key at a time,
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's called your dick. But so you know, it's not really a third arm. I have. I have done it.
2: I have actually played the guitar and uh, and keyboard. Real seriously? Piano. Oh yeah, it, on track. Well, you know, I would. You know, I would just do like a little right hand, you know, kind of staccato thing through a chorus, and then jump back ah, on sweet. the guitar. Okay. So okay. It, it helped that I had. You know, I wasn't the only guitarist in the band, so. We did have a, a rhythm guitarist. I was a lead guitarist.
0: Well, it turned what turned yeah. into a bad joke by me is a real fact. I'm so, so embarrassed now. Yeah, don't you have a little egg on your face? It's right. a little. Okay. Well, this tell you probably. what, Ron. Uh, why don't we take a listen to uh, your music? and Let everybody hear what Discount Heroes is about. Uh, what are we gonna let them hear? Uh, this song is called "Imaginary Girlfriend."
2: This is the uh, first track on our album "Rocket Science." And uh, yeah, this is a uh, this is a pretty rocking tune.
0: Okay, this is "Imaginary Girlfriend" by Discount Heroes. <laughs>
1: his plans could any then begin to understand
0: That was a m- I think, imaginary oh, girlfriend. I it, Discount heroes. It. Thank you. Just, thank That's you, all um, here, Mike. Rob, do me a favor. Give me a little bit. Uh, tell me a little bit about that song.
2: Uh, imaginary girlfriend was a song that we started working on. Uh, actually, started working on in the studio, and uh, we had uh, the Frankie and Joe Tartaglia, the brothers uh, that were in the Discount Heroes. Frank's a singer. Uh, Joe, his older brother, uh, rest in peace, was our drummer for some time, and. He had uh, started talking about, you know, his imaginary girlfriend, you know, from behind the bar here that he was, you know, couldn't talk to. And uh, started talking about, you know, what if, you know, if we had an imaginary girlfriend, you know, you can't see her, you know, you can't talk to her. uh, She's my imaginary girlfriend. And it started to, uh, you know, sort of come out and uh, started to write this riff over it. And it just started to develop. Actually, while we we're in the studio doing some pre-production for some other tracks, we went into we were working with Sign Studios over at Twenty oh, Second cool. and Walnut yeah. at the time. Uh-huh. Matt, Teacher, and Mike Lawson, and we went in to uh, pitch them or go in there to you know play a bunch of songs that we thought that we were going to record. And at the very end. Uh, you know, we so we I started playing this little riff to imaginary girlfriend, like the dun, 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 dun. and they were like, whoo whoa, 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 what's that? What's that? And we weren't even like planning recording but that ended up being and then like, yo, you guys got to work on that song, and it was just like it was a verse at the time. It was all it was was a verse with a riff. It was words and a riff, and they uh, they convinced us that we needed to flesh that song out, and we you know we worked it all out, and then me and Rob Ogus sort of you know, worked out all the different parts and the arrangements and it uh, became, you know, one of our more popular songs that everybody seemed to really uh, latch onto and love. So,
0: Wow, that's cool. That's yeah. great. Little, 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 uh, little, history you never like know that. where those wow. things
2: are going to, you know, you never know where is, you know, the best songs are going to come from. You know, sometimes they come from out of left field and, you know, just the simplest little riff. Somebody hears something and they're like, hey, that's awesome. And uh, that's very true. it turned yeah. out to be a great song.
0: So tell us, how did, uh, how did Discount Heroes get together? How did this all start? Uh, Discount
2: Heroes uh, originated with uh, Frank and Rob. Uh, they were um, an acoustic duo at first. Frank, who was a South Philly guy, Italian market guy, been here all you know for all most of his life, uh, but for a time lived up in New York and met Rob Ogus. Uh, they were working together at a place called uh, or at a company called uh, All True TV, something like that. And they were doing some sort of like television production stuff, and they started playing songs. You know, Frank's an amazing singer. Rob was a really great guitar player and songwriter. They got together and started playing up in New York City, and uh, they were doing the open mic circuit up there. And you know, New York City, obviously, it's a big fishbowl up there. Yeah. And uh, Frank was dating a girl, and Frank. You know, it was just, you know, it was a rocky relationship, and he said, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm going back to Philly. He's like, why don't you come with me? Very funny story, actually, because it's kind of how I, uh, me and my wife ended up back in Philly after I went to college. That's another story. <laughs> so uh, they came back, and they started playing down here as an acoustic duo here in Philly. And uh, at the time, uh, as we were talking about earlier in 2006, uh, I, was in a, I was also in an acoustic duo with a buddy of mine. Uh, we were called the Ron and Eric Show. My buddy's name was uh, was Larry. But we were the Ron and Eric show. No, his name was Eric, <laughs> and uh, That's my other brother, we didn't Robert. take ourselves very seriously. We were a little bit more tenacious. D, uh, flooded the Concord's, you know, novelty. Mm-hmm. T- you know, we were just trying to make people laugh. But Frank and Rob were playing really, real songs. And we met them out our first open mic night at Lickety Split at Fourth and South. And uh, we thought, it, you know, we were like, we don't talk like you guys are fucking great. They're like, no, you guys are great. Like we thought it was. You know, we thought they were regulars. They thought we were regulars. It was both our first night there. All right? So it was the start of a, a really great uh, friendship. We started hanging. And, and at the time, they were just opening up uh, Connie's Rick Rack uh, as a sort of an underground just kind of place to go back and, and jam out. And we got to be good friends with them. We ended up playing the Italian Market Festival stage like a month later uh, at Frankie's Invitation, which was a really, really huge deal for us at the time. And, you know, that open mic scene was was really pretty hopping at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, at Tuesday night, it was wall to wall upstairs at Luggety Split. And we were pulling people back at like two o'clock. And we we're like, Hey, let's go back to the brick. Let's go back to <laughs> Ninth street street. And we'd be here till five o'clock in the morning. So we got this really sort of underground vibe going on here. And we were, we were doing shows together. I mean, we must've done at least, you know, at least a dozen to 20 shows over the next year or so with the discount heroes, Ron and Eric show and the discount heroes got to be really good friends with the whole crew down here. And Ron and Eric show, we went in and recorded at Science Studios, and everyone was, and the CD came out so well, everyone was like, "Holy shit! If you guys, if they can make you guys sound like that, (laughs) (laughs) we're going in and recording." So Discount Heroes, Rob and Fracky went in and recorded, and we were doing our, you know, we were doing our thing. We were getting bigger. We sold out Grape Room for our CD release show. I mean, we were like hitting on all cylinders. And my buddy Eric was like, "I don't want to do it anymore." Wow. I was like, what are you, fucking nuts? I'm like, <laughs> we just fucking sold out the room. Not the small one, right. the fucking big one on Main Street. I'm like, right. oh you're fucking crazy. And I was like, I went into it like depressive state. I was really sad about it. And Frank and Rob were like, they went into the studio at Sign to start recording. Uh, and they started recording four songs. And, uh, and at the time, they were just about finished wrapping up was when this happened. And they said, well, you know, we're going full band. Why don't you join up with us? We would love to have you guys you know, come and play guitar for us. So I was like, "That would be great." So I went and played, they played a, they did like a little kind of semi-release at North Star Bar. I went wow. and sat in on guitar, started writing some new stuff. We ended up going back in the studio recording another song. And then we, we made his, Frank's brother Joe play drums, even though he didn't want to. We're like, <laughs> you're playing drums. Joe went and grabbed some bassists off the street. And, you know, we went through about four or five different – no, maybe three three different bassists over the years. But, um, yeah, we – uh, you know, it just kind of took off from there. You know, we uh, ended up touring down south a little bit. We were doing more shows, like full band shows around here in the city. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, we did a lot of different things, you know. That was, the, that was the the start of it, you know, as the Discount Heroes as a full band. We did a lot more stuff over the years, too. But
0: So with Discount Heroes, what's, uh, I mean, in all those years, what's the craziest thing that ever happened uh, at any of your <laughs> shows? The craziest thing that's ever happened at a show? I don't know. There was the time that we uh, passed around
2: a bottle of Jameson on stage. Well, we did that a few different times, but we did it at the Italian Market stage down the street and caught a little slack for that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was sort of a... Uh, that was sort of a thing for a little while there where we'd just have a bottle of Jameson on stage with us while we played. And Why you uh, start. you like say bad thing? Well, you know, the set started off good. <laughs> I don't know if they ended all- off. You know, by the time we were done, we thought we sounded great. We like, yo, that kicked
1: ass! We fucking killed
2: it! People were like,
1: yeah, that was, that was all right.
2: <laughs> so, but we had a good time. Um, you know, There was a time that we uh, we all took acid and played a show. That was fun. <laughs> no, I'm kid- I have kids. I shouldn't have said that. They won't listen to this. Yeah, uh, that never but happened. no, that was actually no. Actually, it was funny one time. We you know we we actually uh, I come up on stage and, and Frank's like, Can't yeah, we just date a cadet. I'm like, what? Are you fucking what? You nuts. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> where's it at? <laughs> Went and took it real quick. <laughs> day, and we didn't tell Joe. We couldn't tell Joe. Joe would have never approved of that. Yeah. So we're all like running around. We're all crazy to show you know. And next thing you know, like I'm sitting on this couch right over here. And next thing you know, echoes from Pink Floyd comes on. Oh no! And I'm just like, and Joe played. Joe was controlling the house, and I'm like, he knows. He knows. he doesn't know. I'm like, he's playing echoes from Pink Floyd out of nowhere. Of course he knows. But nah, we did a lot of crazy shit. We did, a, you know, we did a, you know, we were doing a monthly showcase here for a while, and that went really well. We did a, a big CD release show for Rocket Science. We did it at Dobbs. Yeah. You know, when they first came back as a legendary Dobbs, we went over there and did it. We blew the place out over there. Uh, we did a New York release on St. Paddy's Day where we took a busload of like, people, like 40, 50 people up to New York City, did our CD release show up there. Sweet. Um, yeah, we did another show up in New York City where my buddy, who was loaded, um, had, his plat- had his pad up in New York City, like lower, you know, like... Down, like, in the, uh, financial district, almost by, like, you know, right there where the one bridge that comes in. I'm not that familiar yeah, with the yeah. but, um, like, the opposite, like, lower west side, I guess, right, you know? right. mm-hmm. And, uh, he was, like, and I was, like, yeah, hey, you know, we're coming up. I was, like, we could, you know, it would be great if we could crash there. He's, like, oh, yeah. He's, like, I'm not gonna be around, but you could definitely crash there. So, I'm trying to tell my buddies, like, how fucking awesome this place was. I'm trying to tell, like, you know, Frank and Rob, and Rob wasn't even in the band at the time he had left, but, uh. Angelo, and we'd like it was one of those places where you get off the elevator and the elevator opens up into the living room, and they're just like, Oh, it was like empty MTV cribs. They were just lost their shit. And we get back. (laughs) Next thing you know, like Frank and Doug, who had replaced Rob at the time, like come back with a bunch of girls. And the whole thing my buddy said was, like Don't go in my bedroom. Don't go in my I'm like, All right, no problem. Don't go to bed. So. I don't know. I got fucked up. I passed out. I woke up at like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Frank and Doug are, like, wearing bathrobes. Joe's, like, the other Joe was, like, in the fucking hot tub. There's, like, a bunch of girls. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> but that was kind of wild. We went out to L.A. We did a uh, – we were the uh, musical guest at the ASCOT – uh, improv show. Uh-huh. Uni- uh Upright Citizen Brigade yeah. comedy theater yeah. out there. Yeah. We got invited to pl- be the musical yeah. guest out there. Matt Besser, who's one of the founding members of U C B when he was doing his solo comedy tour, uh, did his show here because Frank knew him from back in the day when he was up in New York. And he and we were hanging out one of here one night or when he did his show here, we were hanging out. And he was like, So, you know, what's the story of this place? And we were telling the story of, you know, Rick Rack and it well, wasn't like a hard song I think Frank's like, oh, yeah, we're in this band. Discount here's, here. Here you go. Here's a CD. It was our first, like, four, five-song EP. Right. A couple of weeks later, we get an email from his people saying, hey, Matt Besser loves his CD. He wants you guys to come out and be the musical guest at the Ascot, wow. Ascot you know, musical uh, comedy improv show. So we went out there for that. That was a wild, real, real wild time out there. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. The trip to, <laughs> to L.A. is a whole yeah. other po-
0: podcast. We're we'll, we'll talking about Discount Heroes, yeah. Yeah. L.A. days. Yeah, I mean, that was you know? pretty
2: wild. Yes. I mean, I mean, there was a whole scene like the last night we were there. We went to this club. We, like Frank, again, was friends with this guy, Mike Brolstein, The Mike B., who's like a really famous DJ out there. Yeah. And we were hanging out with him the whole time while we were out there. And he was like, you've got to come to this club. I'm DJing out there. It was our last night there. After we played, the Sunday night after we did the ASCAT thing. Of course, Frankie eats mushrooms, and uh, he's like, you got to come to this thing, and he was like, uh, he's like, you need a code word to get in. It was Aussie Hustle was the code word, so we roll up, it's like, and, and we don't know where Frank's at at the time. Like, I don't know how we got separated. We're, like, we're going from the restaurant we ate at after the, the Ass Cat thing to go over to the club, and it's just me and Angelo and Joe, like skinny Joe, because Joe Brown, Frankie's brother, wasn't in the band at the end. He decided, you know, he had enough of playing drums. And we're like, all right, we're tired of hearing you, bitch. We're getting another drummer. (laughs) He didn't want to do tours. He didn't want to take his drums anywhere. So we got another guy named Joe to play drums. But in any event, we're like, me and Angelo and Joe roll up to this club. And there's this, you know, big black guy bouncer. We're like, yeah, Aussie Hustle. He's like, what? We're like, yeah, you know, cohort. We know Mike B. He's like, Aussie Hustle. He's like, man, get to the end of the line. So we're like, alright, so we fucking go to the end of the line, it's like around the corner, we just dress in the nines. You know, we're all looking alright. Frankie rolls up looking like dude from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> He's like, What are you doing? We're like, we're sad. He's like, we tell us to go to the end of the line? He's like, Did you tell him the code word? We're like, Yeah, we told him also. also. He's like, All right. So he goes up, you know, it's like, you know, thirty, forty yards up, you know, we're back down the other block. All you see is Frank, like it's like something out of a fucking movie or something. You just see him like arm waving around, he's like pointing at his phone. Next thing you know, he's like, Come here. So we go up. He's like, There you go. Let's just <laughs> We go in, we get in the elevator, we go, up. before we even get off the elevator here, we're like, go in. Doors open. It's just like strobe lights and like girls and fucking hottest girls you've ever seen in your fucking life. I'm like, what the fuck? We roll in. (laughs) Make my way to the bar. It's like fucking packed. Get my $15 shot of Jameson. And I'm like, I'm fucking rolling around. Next thing you know, like Frankie just pops out from behind a pillar. He's like, hey, what's up, Ron? (laughs) He's like, say hi to Mike B. So, Mike B's up in the DJ booth like this. He's like,
0: yo, what's up, man? What's
2: up, Ron? Give me a little fucking fist pump." Next thing you know, the you looking like, who's this fucking guy? <laughs> so, we go. We, like, make our way. It's like something out of entourage. We, like, make our way through this thing. We, like, opens up to these doors. It's, like, rooftop pool. There's, like, a bad pitch. There's like girls in bikinis. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Fucking <laughs> so sit down at this fucking table. Mike B comes up. He's like, yo, get these guys whatever they want. Now, I'm like, we're, like, getting the VIP. It was, like. That was our last night in L.A. It was fucking crazy.
0: What a so, way to end that trip. Yeah. Damn. It was, it was a good time. And now, now you're banned from L.A. Yeah, no, we're <laughs> not back there. Yeah, um, my wife imposed that ban. <laughs> <day's> <laughs> and, and no reason. I can't figure why. <laughs> no. um, tell you what, Ron. Uh, why don't we take another uh, listen to another song from Discount right. Heroes? Right. Uh, so this one's hear? called
2: uh, "Break Lights." This is a song that uh, this is one of the songs that uh, really gravitated me to Discount Heroes when I first saw them from the earliest days back. at at these split. It's called "Break Lights." Rob and Frank wrote this with their buddy Pete Pence up in New York. Beautiful, beautiful song.
0: All right. This is Break Lights by Discount Heroes. That was brake lights. Yeah. Great. Song. Hey, Ron. We're going to. Thank, wow. Thank you. I want to shift uh, gears here a little bit because uh, we've been talking about Discount Heroes. And you've mentioned Connie's Rick Rack, obviously. But uh, for people out there listening uh, who don't know, uh, Ron is one of the owners of Connie's now. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that and, and how did you get involved as an owner?
2: Well, you know, being friends with Frank. I mean, when, when Frank, when I first met Frank and Rob at Lickety Split, that first open mic night, and he asked us to come play the Italian Festival stage the next month. They had a stage on Annan Street for, uh, for the Italian Festival, which happens every May here in the Italian market. Um, we came and played. And he was like, hey, let me show you this place that we're opening up. He came and showed me. And it wasn't even – I mean, there was still sawdust on the floor. And there was tools all over the place. Like, it wasn't even open yet. He uh-huh. was like, hey, we're building a stage. We're going to, like, do shows here. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm like, <"Yeah>, I'm in. <laughs> and – you know from the very beginning i you know i just really gravitated towards this place i loved it here uh, i loved getting in on the ground floor something that was very organic and you know over the years again we had done shows here you know ron and eric show my first man we played here a bunch of times with discount heroes and became you know and then as i got into discount heroes we were doing shows here you know as a discount heroes meteoric rise you know the rick rack was kind of rising we were always very intertwined and um you know there was a couple of different uh you know phases and you know renovation periods here and uh, we were always, you know, kind of leading the charge. You know, what was always good for the Discount Heroes was good for the Rick Rack and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I mean, Frank and his brother Joe uh, and their buddy Pete that they grew up with opened this place. And, uh, you know, of course, Joe was, you know, drummer of the a band for, for most of the time that uh, the Discount Heroes were uh, in action. And uh, but he wasn't at the end, you know. At a certain point, like I said, he was, you know, tired. You know, he didn't want to play drums. You know, it was always it was always a hassle trying to get him to do shows, practice, and everything else. We're like, fucking, we're we'll finding another drummer. He's <laughs> like, please find another drummer. We're like, no hard feelings. He's like, no, I'd love the band so much more if I didn't have to be in it. <laughs> so like, all right, so we found another drummer, and you know, we were doing some stuff. We had recorded, and uh, you know, we, you know, I said we, uh, we had the CD release shows. We ended up doing a Midwest tour uh, in the summer of 2012, where we played. 12 shows uh, across the Midwest with, we you know, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Chicago, Cleveland, um, a couple other small towns in between. And uh, when we got back and I, and again, you know, over the years, I'd always was just helping out you know, I just love the place, you know, but at my leisure, you know, yeah. it was like, right. yeah, the Italian festival. Yeah. Let me help out. You know, this is, you know, I could help out here with some organizational things. It was sort of my nature, you know, being a guy who's was like, You know, I was always in, you know, sales, you know, my my regular life, (laughs) Uh (laughs) my regular life. Your real life. (laughs) My real life. You know, I was always uh, in sales and business development and marketing, and I still am. But um, so I sort of imparted some of that, you know, organizational skills that I have and um, just kind of getting stuff done type of attitude and um, always helped out. And Joe always appreciated. Joe always loved what I did here, and Frankie did, and Pete did as well. So when we got back from the tour, uh, Frank was like... Hey, man, I need a break. He's, we were, I, was like, I remember when we got home from the tour, I was like, Well, we were supposed to do a show in September. I was like, we got to start planning a show. He's like, Dude, this is my last show. He's like, I need a break. I was like, Yeah, dude, I could use a break. I mean, at this point, I was in the Discount Heroes for four years. I was in the Ron and Eric show two years before that. I was like, Yeah, I could use a break, too, man. Um, you know, guys in a band aren't going to be happy about it. But I got your back. I'm like, if you need, yeah. break. I was like, so we told the guys, I was like, we're taking a break. And I knew at that point we were never getting back together. Wow. You know, Rob had left the band uh, before the tour uh, because he just said, you know, I couldn't mentally, he couldn't do it. We brought in a, a replacement for him. And, you know, it wasn't really the the feeling wasn't there as as, as much as ass as we kicked on the tour. It just wasn't. Wasn't it was the, the same, same thing. You, didn't you know, gel. especially for Frank. Well, no, we gelled, but like it wasn't the same, especially for Frank, because Frank and right. you know Frank and Rob started this thing with Rob being in the band. It was just a different thing for him, and um, so I knew we were never getting back together in that capacity. Right. And about a month later, Joe got sick. Joe, his brother Joe, got sick, uh, got diagnosed with brain cancer. Wow. And uh, you know, he had a tumor, and it was the type of cancer where it's going to keep coming back. There's no cure for it. They take the tumor out, but they know the tumor is going to come back. Right. So they took the tumor out, chemo, radiation. And, um, in April of, uh, 2013, went back for a checkup. Tumor was back and he was like, no more tubes in my dick. He's like, I'm done. It's like no surgery. He was dead in a month. Wow. Wow. So at that point, you know, everybody kind of knew and Frankie was always talking about going to California for, you know, he, just was always wanting to go to California to try, you know, Frankie was always involved with uh, writing and comedy and TV and film. So I mean, music was only one part right. of his creative outlet. And uh, so he really wanted to go try his hand. Out. He was always talking about it. So we all knew he was going to go and everyone was like, you know, Frank's going to leave, you know, you got to step up and you got to, you know, you got to help the, you got to keep the Rick rack going. Right. But of course I'll keep the Rick rack going. So Frankie left in, uh, in the summertime, went out to LA to clear his head and get away from this place because um, that's what he needed to do and I stepped up and took on official responsibility like I said at that point it was always just kind of at my leisure mm-hmm. but at that point you know stepped up and started handling you know a lot more of the booking and you know kind of reining some things in and really for like that for from then until the rest of the year I was really just sort of getting more my feet wet and like getting my head wrapped around what's really going on here, yeah. as opposed to just being somebody who hung out here and drank and like, Yeah, you know, you need somebody to go find a fucking quarter inch cable. Yeah, I'll go fucking find it. You know, like, hey, the sounds, fun. you know, where's the sound guy? He's <laughs> outside smoking cigarettes. All right, I'll jump behind it. I'll do the sound, whatever. You know, so at that point, you know, I really started to wrap my head around the actual the business and the operations of the place. And at the end of the year, uh, Frankie had come home for the holidays and him and Pete asked me if I would become a partner. So that was at the end of uh, 2013. And then I was like, yeah, but, you know, this is what we got to do. And the things that we had to do, I was like, you know, I'll become a partner. But, you know, here's what we got to (laughs) do. I was like, we got to redo the sound situation. You know, Mm -hmm. here there was no monitor situation here. You know, the soundboard was behind the bar. You know, nothing was. I remember Uh, it was like, you know, it just wasn't. You know, it wasn't where it needed to be. And so I was like, we got to re-engineer the whole sound system. we actually got to bring in a sound person who's going to be the sound guy. So I brought in Mike Gallagher. I don't yep. know if it's any relation. Nope. But I actually nope. met, we actually met Mike Gallagher. I met him a few years earlier, and he actually booked our Midwest tour. And, uh, you know, it just sort of like to help us and promote us. And so I knew he was a sound guy. I brought him in. He re-engineered the whole sound system. Uh, we rebuilt the bar. We shut down. We shut down for like a week. In uh, the beginning of February of tw- of this year. And we re into the whole sound system, rebuilt the bar, brought in draft beer, brought in the bigger fridge, built the green room, cleaned the place up, painted the walls, got rid of all the superfluous junk that was here, and really just started making a, a real go of it. So, you know, since then, there he is. Uh, <laughs> there he is.
0: Hey, Frank.
2: Frank is here.
3: What's
0: up, Batman? <laughs> Mike. This is
2: Joe's shirt, by the way. I'm wearing uh, one of uh, Joe hey,
0: Brown's Batman shirts. Hang on a second. Mike, can you, can you take him? Yeah. Joe? All right. Position so Frankie's here now. Frank has joined the, Frank joined the is interview. Here. Yeah. Uh, I fell
3: into a very deep sleep.
0: It's okay. It That's happens okay. us, too. I was sleeping for the first half of this interview. So. <laughs>
3: He just paints the eyelids over his eyelids, the eye, so he can.
0: It's just been, it. been. It's been one of those days, so I get he it. Will. But, but since then,
2: uh, you know, we've been off and running. Uh, the feedback has been, the positive feedback has been tremendous. It's been very heartwarming.
0: Oh, I think um, you're doing a great thing down here. But yeah. you guys really got it going great.
2: Yeah, I have to definitely agree. It's atmosphere. is unbelievable. The bands that you bring in here is great.
3: Location's unbelievable. It's hard to Philadelphia. You know,
0: why don't why don't you guys tell us about some of the you know different nights you offer too? Because you you offer you know the different nights and different different things and what you do there
3: we got jazz mondays that's free there's this great band called the mystic ticket you should come check it out (laughs) when you get a
2: chance they're johnny showcases backup band
3: open mic every wednesday full bands welcome we got drums nobody does it like us
2: nobody
0: no no you're right
3: i agree
2: Tell us a Discount Heroes story, Frank.
3: Discount Heroes story. He
2: actually he ha- Well, let's see what he says because he wasn't here. They asked what's the craziest thing that's ever happened at a Discount Heroes
0: at a show. Was it Obviously. at a show or just in general? At a, at a show. At a or show. it could be in general. It doesn't matter. At a show or in I, general. When you
3: first said I was thinking of the time we played at a place called Elm Street. Where uh, were we? Where? When we played Elm Street. Elm Street. Remember? <laughs> we were on tour. Oh. And we, the craziest <laughs> thing happened. We had pizza with gyro meat on it. Okay.
2: <laughs> uh, that's code, I think. Was they talking about the place uh, when we were in Kent, Ohio? <laughs>
3: Kent, Ohio. When remember we the gyro pizza? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. wild.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember swimming in the lake at the KOA afterwards.
3: During the shows? Well, you know, we were known for drinking a bottle of Jameson during a performance. Bingo. <laughs> and boy, did we think we were awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I We've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> Well, tell me, tell me a little bit about um, your approach, if you can, your, your guys approach to, uh, you know, to the music scene here and, and what Connie's is to it or what you want it to be for, for people.
3: Connie's the name of my mother. I was just with her. And uh, what is this? I mean, we love music. That's our common. That's how we became friends. That's how me and Ron became friends. That's one of the things me and my brother, we we could bond over because we've mostly fought over everything. But Uh why we liked, you know, we would we would get along when we were like playing or listening to music, uh, or watching a movie. It's all about entertainment. Entertainment brought the Tartaglia brothers together, and entertainment is what this theater. Why we have this theater? If you heard, we said it a million times before. We didn't build this place as a business to try and make money. We built it to have fun and enjoy music and play music and, 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 and embrace stage entertainment. And, and uh, we're still doing it because we don't make any money.
2: <laughs> I know that feeling. labor of love. <laughs> yes. I know that feeling yes, very we, well. we do. Sean never pays us. We work hard for nothing. <laughs> I don't anymore. pay myself. And we love it. That's a great Dan Collins song, by the way. You should check him out. He's an amazing artist. What an amazing song. Cool.
0: Well, I'm going to ask you R a for general question here. Um, what's the first record you remember buying?
3: Oh, I know. Bangles. Bangles? <laughs> I was wow. really into the Bangles, and I bought a Bangles album, and my brother's like, what are you buying the Bangles for? That's a bunch of girls. What is the matter with you? <laughs> He said, what are you, a fairy? And I'm like, what, what do you mean? They're girls. They're all hot, and I like it. There's nothing weird about that. And if it, even if I was a fairy, that would be okay. Yes.
2: Yes. I think mine was uh, LL Cool J, Mama Said Knock You Out. <laughs> it
3: was a kangaroo hat. But that, that got you, right? Yeah, dude. I mean,
2: you know, that song was badass, Mama Said Knock You Out. He was in the boxing ring. He was like... <laughs>
3: Six o'clock already, I was just in the middle of a dream.
2: Mama said, knock
0: you out. <laughs> oh, what I a, was
3: kissing what Valentino a hell of a mashup. near a That's crystal blue Italian stream. Right. <laughs> what?
0: No, it's no, stop. it's great. It's there great. It's going. <laughs> oh, man. just
3: another manic Monday.
0: Oh, oh, oh. I think he's waiting for you to sing the backup part, the next I part, Ron. You, you know he's looking at, handing it to you, and oh, Ron, you fell. Now I understand Sorry, what man, happened at Discount Heroes. Yes, right. Well, listen, uh, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, I want to, I want to thank you for taking time. Yes, and thank you, guys, Frank. So much. I'm glad you were able to make it, man. Seriously, we, we do appreciate. I really it. am. I Han oh, Solo you guys.
2: Now we appreciate you guys uh, coming here and doing this. We appreciate the support, and uh, it really means a lot to us. Thank you for so. your and, service. And I want
0: to, I want to thank you for giving us a stage to yes. do this at. And you know, we Really, really, very generous of you guys. Yes. And uh, that is our purpose.
2: Cool. I mean, here is that we want to give people a stage uh, to to do their thing. I mean, that's what this place has always been about. It's never been a bar. It's what a stage. It's been you know a venue. Kay. and we're here to support you know the local community with music, art, comedy. burlesque, you know, you asked us about some of the different things that we do here. Yeah. Um, You know, you really never know what the hell you're going to walk in here on any given (laughs) night. You know, we had a horrible boss's happy hour with trannies and comics, and they were telling stories. It was fucking ridiculous. Um, But, yeah, burlesque, uh, jazz night, open mic, indie rock, punk rock, singer-songwriter, you know, metal. You know, we don't um, try to, you know... Uh, drill it say oh we 're only going to do mainstream stuff i mean we 're really here to be open you know
0: to you know support the whole entire community here oh, we love it man seriously, we really do uh do you want to give everybody uh the, the the all the social places where they can go to hit you up on the web
1: oh
2: yeah well connie 's dot com obviously uh basically connie 's rickrack uh, you know twitter dot com backslash connie 's rickrack facebook dot com R- everything's, everything's backslash connie 's Rickrack yeah, no underscores. No apostrophes, just Connie's Rickrack, backslash Connie's Rickrack everywhere. Cool, cool. And yeah. hashtag tonight on 9 That is our uh, most overriding uh, primary hashtag that we use here.
0: Excellent. Great. Excellent. Yeah. Well, guys. We just started a Tumblr blog. Oh, you t- oh, did
2: <laughs> Tumblr too? All right. Yeah. Show reviews, previews, music news. You can even
0: find us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at, at Connie's Rickrack. Pictures and videos. Yeah. There you go cool. Well, guys, thank, thank you. you again for taking time to do this interview, and uh, thank you for having us, Fanny, because it's uh, it's a great place to be. Yes, right. it is. Can't, Can't wait to hear Thank you, guys. <laughs> until, uh, until next time, everybody, this is Sean and from Uncrum Bands, and, and yes, and, and, Fritz. and Fritz, don't Fritz, and our guests have been Ron and Frank uh, yes. Hakuna Matata <laughs> 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 of Discount Heroes, also happy. owners from uh, Connie's Rick Yeah, Come down and check it out if you haven't been to Connie's. Um, well, Jesus, man, be. you got a, you be. got a problem. And If you're coming in from out of town, come here. And it, just to avoid that tourist trap called uh, Pats and Geno's, just yeah. come here instead. <laughs> okay,
3: it's real close. And if you do go to Pats and Geno's area, go to Pats because yeah. they created it's the cheesesteak.
0: That's true. They did create it exactly. The originator. All right, everybody. Until next time. See us. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals
1: and in no way reflect the views of the Unclaimed Bands its parent company or subsidiaries.